0: Hello, and welcome to the Global Founders Podcast, your premier destination for engaging voices that inspire. I'm Neil Piper, Executive Director at the Presidential Precinct, and we're live from the Potter Studio at James Madison's Mount Pillar. Today we'll hear from Kiapa Kapatamoyo and Chris Fonye from Zimbabwe and Cameroon. Kiapa has over 13 years' experience working with civil society organizations and has served in various capacities with NGOs that are mainly focused on poverty reduction, advocacy, governance, and HIV-AIDS in Zambia. Chris is the Acting Secretary General of the Movement of Democracy, Development, and Transparency, and has also served as a Protection Officer on the National Commission on Human Rights and Freedoms in Cameroon. Listen in as Kiapa and Chris share their stories. Christian.
1: Yes?
2: Oh, wow. is so, President. I tell you, it's such a beautiful Day,
1: you can't uh, you can't put it in a better way. I just I feel like, uh, if I feel like it's my birthday and it falls on the. It's like having your birthday on Christmas Day. That's exactly how I feel.
2: Trust me, it's Christmas.
1: It is Christmas. If you say so, then that resonates with my name, which is Christian. You know, <laughs> it's a perfect coincidence.
2: <laughs> what a p- perfect place to start. I would like to know more about you, Christian. Okay, Kappa.
1: You know, it's always fun. I mean, exchanging ideas with you because there is this positive energy that seems to animate your presence. I quite remember the very first time we met. It sounded like a coincidence, but I told you that in my life, I don't believe in coincidence. True. I met you in the airport, and we had a similar experience when we left from Dallas and arrived at the Spanish house. <laughs> we all had lost I our well boxes. It. <laughs> and it was like everybody was in a high mood, you know, whereas we were in that low mood. But I could see that despite the challenge and the depression that comes with experiencing that kind of uh, that kind of incident at the beginning of a massive program called YALI, it kind of made me and I want to ask you this question what exactly is the source of your strength? You seem, you are a strong woman who seems to manifest her strength in a very gracious way what wow. explains that background?
2: Oh beautiful um, when I think through my life I can, I can simply say that what has made me strong, Christian, is uh, I think I've had incidences in my life that i have had to do with a lot of pain, and i found strength in laughing.
1: That's interesting.
2: At a tender age, uh, I lost my father. Wow. And um, my mother raised me up. And you know how it is. Those days in the 90s, uh, property grabbing was real. Uh, we had to leave uh, my mom and go and live with our grandparents. It was quite a rough life. And um, I remember when dad was alive, everything was a piece of cake. And I remember he would tell me, Blackie, because uh, you know, like, I'm very dark. That's it. Uh, darkest <laughs> in the family. And he would always tease me about it. And he would say, Blackie, Blackie, don't worry. When your father is here, everything is fine.
1: And black is beautiful. Oh, you thank know, you. Kiapa, uh, I mean, based on the story which you just said coming from... A background, when you lost your dad so early, had definitely some challenges, which I want to presume some were probably economic in nature. Yes. But then there is this thing I keep seeing about you, which is resilience. What exactly do you have? What spiritual? I am. You know I am the spiritual Mm -hmm. person, and I Mm -hmm. believe that before talking about the physical person, there is a spiritual sight that seems to animate the human being. Can you tell me a bit about your spiritual convictions?
2: Thank you very much. You know, the day we were burying my father, there's a lady who approached me. Actually, she was uh, a bishop's wife. And she told me, you look so worried. Then I said, yes. Then she said, but you know, there's someone who will never leave you. And his name is Jesus Christ. (laughs) To cut the long story short, Christian, I'm a woman of faith. And um, through the years, I kept on holding on to what that woman told me, that Jesus will never let me go. And through the years of my life, I think I've found my source of inspiration looking up to the mountain where I get my strength from.
1: And of course, Jesus is still holding your hand,
2: Definitely. Like
1: he was a special savior for you. Kiapa, let's talk a little bit about your present experiences and which I will definitely want to link up with your spiritual background and this faith, this aspect of faith that seems to drive every action, every challenge that seems to have um, been a symbolic aspect about your success. Can you tell me a bit about your present um career ambition as well as orientation with regards to where you want to be and how you want to get there
2: wow beautiful Kiapalushi is a social worker by profession tan politician
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like that one
2: (laughs) i've been in the civil society movement in zambia for the past 10 years i've actually been able to foster some of the national development plans for the past decades one of the youngest people in the assemblies I've been able to champion the youth movement in Zambia. I'm actually a Christian, an award uh, award winning youth from my country (sighs) for exemplary youth service, which was recognized by uh, the Ministry of Youth Sport back home. And I think through it all, lucky, I've just been able to participate in whatever I can lay my hands on. I've been a person who does not sit back, but I think has been able to push my way through at every point to see if i can do anything that will bring meaningful development at the time when i thought i would be going to university i had to take care of my grandmother and my grandmother raised me so when she fell ill i had to choose an option of either to stay with my grandmother or go to school i chose to stay with my grandmother and i think if there's a first image of influence in my life it's my grandmother and uh, seeing her die Uh, I think was also another point, like I was telling you, the pain, which gave me enough strength. That that, that
1: resonates exactly the way I see you. And when I get your story, I get this feeling of hard work. I get this feeling of an optimist that has been able to translate life's challenges into opportunities, which is something which is not very akin with most youths nowadays. Especially, you know, in as much as we want to avoid the negative rhetoric that usually comes with the African youth, whereby the demographic potential seems to have been directed towards destructive purposes rather than constructive purposes. But I want us to talk about values. Mm -hmm. Someone said that values are the strong force of progress. And it seems to me to have achieved all these things which you have achieved despite a fairly difficult background today, You're not just a politician, but you are the, I don't want to use the word president, but you're going to lead by probably doing that massive Ignite talk that the whole world is ready to watch. Kiapa, what role does values play in your success? Can you share with me what you think has been that side of your value orientation that has affected your success to this point?
2: Values are the backbone of who Kiapa Lushi is. Values defines me. I believe values have made me who I am today. I value family, I value faith, I value love, I value people. And I think some of these ingredients are what has made me who I am today. Everything that I've done has been as a result of what I've believed in. I, I come from a family where women took really the priority role because of, of course, maybe their husbands dying have been surrounded by women who have defied the odds who have gone to the market to sell tomato to take me where I am. But what I love is that ev- at every point, my grandmother or my mother will tell me, I'm doing this because I want your life to be better. And um, I want to maybe encourage youths out there that sometimes we look at certain things. Oh, I have to go. You, when you want something, you want it there and then. But I think in life, we need to learn to wait because indeed good things come to those who wait. Because even when I had the option of taking care of my grandmother instead of going to school, Everyone in my family, my older siblings, elder siblings, they went to school ahead of me. But when I would sit with my grandmother, she would tell me, you know what? You would do great things than these guys. And I didn't understand. But Christian, today I'm (laughs) in America. No one in my family has ever stepped foot in America, you know. Yeah, but you know know
1: what? You're a great person. I picked that line. And for me, I think it's a punchline. That Mm. good things come to those who wait. In fact, it it kind of resonates with the adage that says, the patient dog eats the fattest bone. (laughs) Even though some would argue that (laughs) it's just the bone but not meat. But on that note, we are going to continue. And it also seems to me, based on your experiences, based on your character formation, you seem to have been or you seem to be one of those women that ignite a lot of promise when it comes to the issue of leadership. Today and maybe somewhere in the past, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of discourse about the role and the position of women mm-hmm. in politics mm-hmm. the role of women in leadership yeah what exactly do you have that seems to make men believe that they can probably cast their vote rather than that vote that most of time is usually associated to patriarchy and you know all the all the the, the names that come with gender domination or male chauvinism what is that aspect that you have that is seductive that makes people believe that leadership is charisma rather than just power that seeks to control
2: that is very true you see we're coming in a world of politics there are a lot of dimensions to it i think front line on the table it's a role of partnership it's a role of partnership it's a role of friendship it's a role of family I'm sitting in a full council which has only men. I'm the only female and trust me, if you go in like an elephant, you come you come out like an ant. you just have to find your your place in a humble way, not too humble for people to trample on you, but in a way where people understand that we're sitting at the table looking for the same things that we all want and um I think for me. When we talk about leadership and the empowerment of women, I get encouraged by President Adesimi's words where he says, when you empower a woman, you empower the whole community. And I believe a woman carries a heart. Enomo, of course, uh, Christian. Enomo woman. Chia pollute. Chia pollute. <laughs> if, if I would be allowed You've to You've talked define about
1: it. partnership. Yes. I love that word. Yes. And I believe from the first day that we met in the airport, this was going to be a partnership of purpose. Yes. Much more than an alliance of convenience. Exactly. I see this as a strong partnership of purpose. True that. Let's talk a bit about partnership.
2: Enough of me, Christian. Enough (laughs) of me. I want to throw it back. You're always talking about the spiritual, spiritual. When did you have this first spiritual encounter in your life? You know, Kiapa,
1: I developed this uh, spiritual growth and maturity when I actually lost an elder brother who was very close to the family. I I think to a certain point, he was like uh, the breadwinner of the family. And it is quite interesting How sometimes pain can help you develop a positive mindset and after that after that uh, experience it kind of brought me very close to God I kind of learned how to listen how to believe without seeing and how to translate maybe negative experiences into positive experiences sometimes I just told myself maybe you just need to take a walk help someone out for nothing And there is just something that's rewarding when you send or you stretch that hand. And to me, that is what is called spirituality. Being able to hold your brother, being able to celebrate your sister's success from the heart, being able to develop those authentic relationships that are not always based on interest. You quite remember during our session on collaboration, we talked about the challenges of balancing self-interest in a world where resources are being competed for. And I felt like... Ah, uh, you know what? Maybe the answer, in terms of states is an enlightened self-interest. But for me, Kepa, I believe in authenticity. And that authenticity is one that comes from nowhere but God.
2: Ah, beautiful. Some
1: people call him Jah, some may call him Allah. Mm-hmm. Whatever you call him, I just believe in the spiritual essence. Beautiful. That controls the universe.
2: And you know, th- there's a, s- a certain man I met, and this man told me, you know what, Kepa, in life... You need to find yourself in the right place, at the right time, with the right people. Yes. And I believe, Christian, that you're in the right place. <laughs> and with the right person, of course, who is me. And in the right place, which is America. What? Tell me something about the presidential prison. What has this experience done for you?
1: Her power of place, the power of ideas. Beautiful. You know, on my way, while in my flight, I met this interesting lady who told me, you know what, young man, there is nothing called coincidence. There are only people that prepare during their moments of hardship for a period when they can embrace opportunity, which sometimes is chance. But I particularly find myself very, very, very lucky because I am a person who is humble in nature. But maybe I want to tell you a little bit about my professional background Mm -hmm. and maybe my academic orientation. Back as a student, I had a lot of challenges when I was doing my master's program because we had this challenging with staffing in our institution, and it so happened that we paid a very, very, very massive tuition fees. And we had to justify that. In the absence of effective lectures, I kind of subjected myself to online programs. I just never knew the breadth and the dimension which those online programs were going to take me to. Specifically, I'm speaking about the Peace Operations Training Institute. Mm. Basically, Kiapa, that is what educated me. Upon probably curiosity and maybe my ambition to cause change in the world of peace and security, I volunteered in some media organizations where I was going to share ideas on peace and security across the continent. Then I realized I gained more confidence from comments that were made by interveners, by sometimes professors. And I told myself, can I translate this same experience to my students? Mm -hmm. And I must tell you, I had that job simply because of an online program that probably reinforced my capacity True. and gave me the ability to connect know-how and know-that.
2: So, what has, who has been the biggest influence in your life? Who has made you who you are today?
1: The, the biggest influence is my life, first of all, I want to say it's God. Wow. That's not to undermine the physical spaces that God has utilized in putting me where I am today.
2: Wow.
1: I usually tell my students there are no intelligent people. That's not to undermine intelligent people, but that's to say you simply have people We have access to information Mm -hmm. and use it right. And that is why I believe we have to share whatever it is, information. We do not have to feel extremely special being in a space because we have information that someone else doesn't have. And that is why my drive has always been to transfer this massive resource that seems to resonate through my being, which I believe fundamentally is spiritual. And that's why today I am so glad and... Special thanks, maximum respect to the presidential <laughs> precinct, yep. Nancy for connecting me, you know, to Harvey Langos, Indeed. the man that runs the peace operations. Wow, honest,
2: wow, that right. is an wow moment for you. I guess you're getting everything that you ever desired. <laughs> you know that those traditional, nice traditional aspects that are passed on in our families. You know, for me, there are certain songs that I, I, that resonate with me yes. from generation to generation. I know there's one song we we, we we used to sing. You know, where it would go like mnyamata iwe, buela musanga yesu afuna iwe o musikana iwe. I don't know if you can give me something. What what has been passed on in your family?
1: You know, that touches your soul. First of all, I want to say, in as much as I don't understand that language, Mm -hmm. the way you sung it, I have the feeling that I got the meaning. That's
2: wonderful. I mean, I want to
1: talk about my family values for a while. Yes. I was born into a family. My dad was a journalist. And he was highly traditional and got married to this very religious woman who believed everything was supposed to happen from the Bible, its dictates, as well as the church. And then I asked myself, how did two people with diverse background produce a home that has probably led to this cohesion and love that animates my family? And then it occurred to me that in people's differences, mm-hmm. they can be common ground. Mm. Because where I come from, sometimes it's difficult to fathom how an extremely traditional father who basically did not probably ascribe to any religious orientation got married to this religious woman. And I told myself in life, there is one thing you must learn, respect and tolerance.
2: Christian, I want to remember that as Kiapalushi, who stood out, when no one else wanted to stand as a politician at a young age, defied the odds despite having babies to stand and make a difference. I resigned from my job, which was a good paying job in the civil society to volunteer in incoming, you know, as civic leaders, we actually volunteers course, in Zambia. Yes. We're not paid a salary, but to make a difference. So everyone, when they ask me, why, why are you doing what you're doing? I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to make a difference. And I love, I love people. I just love bringing change in any small way possible. When I die, like Dolly Madison was remembered as the first lady. Hey, I did not know she was called. that. Was, she was uh, actually pioneer, first person called. May they call me the transitional woman <laughs> <Key> <laughs>
1: of apology. our generation. Way beyond the transitional woman, I will call you the woman of the moment. Oh. And the woman that will carry the banner of true leadership to the future. And by that, I just want to see Kiapa. This discussion feels like it shouldn't end. Because when you connect to reality, to authenticity, you feel like the words are coming from the spirit. That that is is what I feel. Wow. Kiapalucci, you're the next president of Zambia. Please, thank you so much. And God bless you.
2: God bless you too,
0: Christian. Thank you, Kiapalucci. Thank you. Until next time, I'm Neil Piper, Executive Director of the Presidential Precinct, Be sure to join us next month for the next episode of Global Founders Engaging Voices That Inspire.